Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Hour number two today as we roll deeper here into the afternoon. John Dickinson and Alan Stiles in on this Thursday for Damon and Ratto. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number two. Give us a call or shoot us a text here as we're with you for the next three hours. And 95.7 The Game, great show for you. Randy Cross is going to join us. The 49ers legend, former uh, guard and center, three-time Super Bowl champion. He's going to come up at 3.30. And then the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, at 5 o'clock. So we look forward to that uh, as we continue to roll here in the afternoon. Uh, asking a couple of Warriors questions just uh, as far as the dubs now 18-18, and 3-0 and in this homestand. Do you feel like the Warriors have turned a corner with the young players emerging here in these last three games as competent role players? Because I think that's the difference, Alan, between the beginning of the year. They, they tried to use them as role players. Mm-hmm. They, they really weren't having much success with it. I think they essentially went away from all of them in their own way. They went from 3-7 and seven up to 13-11, and 11, and then the injuries hit, and the Warriors are in a bad way here for a handful of games, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Steph goes down. They're on the road where they can't win a game anyway. But as the time has gone on here, they've been able to really by necessity put the young players in positions to where they have to play and they've been more successful on this homestand so do you feel like you've seen enough I guess in essence to think hey they got action as far as as this team moving forward here they got a little bit of action they don't not have action but I wouldn't say that they have action quite yet I, I do think JD that going back to the the road trip and how that didn't end quite as as great as the Warriors would have hoped to say the least Specifically, you know, talking about the Steph injury and things like that. That did allow the the young guys to get some playing time. And yeah, they were getting smacked, but they were getting, you know, some time. And we might be seeing the fruits of that labor right now. You know, we might be seeing them playing more comfortable because it's been a good amount of games. Some of that being because of blowouts and things like that. But there have been a number of games where the the bench players and the young guys have gotten in early and and gotten in often and i think they just feel more comfortable and they have to find a way to tap into that when the warriors are fully loaded because nothing changes from what we said yesterday to today even though they got this w you're still trying to climb out of a hole 
No. You're, you're, yeah. you're still trying to get out and, and get back to, you know, 500 at least and see what you can do after that. You're not, you're not there yet. So you have to continue to play that way. And even when I think the one positive thing that we can take from the Warriors slow start and the fact that now they got piled on with injuries is that now they know that this could happen at any time. Now they know that nothing is promised in this league, even if you are a defending champ. And as much as you love the culture and you love all these things, you got to win games. That's what it comes down to. So you can't, you can't drop games. You're not supposed to drop. If we're looking for JD to the rest of this season, there are certain games where, okay, this team is just matched up better than us on, on this given night because we don't have so-and-so or whatever it is. There are going to be games where, hey, this is more of a flip of a coin. If we're not on top of our stuff, this team could come in and surprise us. Then there are games that you should just absolutely lose. I think most of those games are going to be the two latter options. The problem is at the beginning of the season, you drop games in from that third option. Games you have no business losing. Yeah, and mostly healthy, too. I mean, and I, mostly it, healthy. Right. Now they know we we cannot just roll the ball out and play. I do think I do think there there was a little bit of that returning, you know, uh, repeat champ. Definitely. Varsity swag. And I'll, I'll do you one better. They wanted to coast. And exactly. you know what they found? They found that they couldn't win games in Orlando and Charlotte and Detroit coasting. I didn't love, and look, you. I, I don't know that... Get him in the ass, frankly. I, I don't know that Dub Nation will agree with me on this because I love the idea of what Clay did, but I'll be honest with you. When Clay got into it with Devin Booker and he kept doing the four and then Draymond got into it, I didn't love that. You know why? Because that season's over. We all know you got four rings, Clay. You're you're supposed to be trying to get another one this year. And for Devin Book, you you were you were lightweight getting cooked a little bit. Well, that was the first. That was the first. I think turning point. Yeah. You know, really. I mean, I guess that was the first Phoenix game, right? Yeah, they got smacked by him twice. Yeah. They got. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. But the first one was where was the first one where Clay got kicked. First out one of? was when Clay got okay. kicked. And out. then the second one was the one where Clay was so bad that they had and and really everybody was so bad. I remember because that, that was a 50 point Phoenix. game. I think from Steph. Yeah. He scored 50. They lost. And then that was the one where they had the team meeting. And, right. and Draymond addressed some things and asked Bob Myers if he could talk to the team. And, and really, that was the turning point for Clay mm-hmm. because that's when I, I think Draymond basically told Clay in so many words, you're being selfish, focus on the team, take better shots, relax. And Clay played much better really up until and through the Boston game before they went on the, the long road trip and everybody got hurt. Right. I, I think that it's, it's better to get this, it's better to get this lesson. Early in the season, the later in the season, you cannot rest on your laurels and, and everybody's going to say, oh, the big bad warriors are in town. Here's a W. That's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. 888-957-9570. Let's get to the phones. We've got a couple, couple of people that want to squawk with us here on a Thursday. Let's go to Duck Sauce in San Jose on 95.7 The Game with J.D. and Alan Styles. What's up, Duck Sauce? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Enjoying the show. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Uh, a couple things I just wanted to say is uh, one thing is I, I don't think we need to panic really is not so much what the Warriors are at this point, but it's to me it's more what the Western Conference isn't. Uh, I just I'm going up and down the list of these teams, and not a single one of them put an ounce of fear in me in our seven game series. Not a single one. I think they're all flawed and or unproven or both. Um, so it's allowing us to kind of tread water, even though. The team hasn't looked what we want them to look like. Um, 
I think if we can just get to eight guys and then sprinkle in Iguodala as a ninth, if he, you know, granted he can give us something come playoff time, and I think we got seven. Like, DiVincenzo's the seventh, and Kaminga's getting close to being that eighth guy. And the last thing I wanted to say was just on Kaminga himself. I'm just super proud of how he's able to navigate himself into more of almost making Kerr have to play him because for a while his situation was kind of reminding me of the Eric Pascal situation where he was kind of a tweener stuck between a three and a four, even though their games don't remind me of each other's, but the situation did. And we all know Kerr has this thing about, you know, staying ready at all times because you never know when you're going to play. And even though I agree as a professional, you do got to stay ready. That's not an easy thing to do coming off the bench when you don't have a defined role. And I just think he's made incredible growth in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, if we can get to eight guys plus Iggy, I, I like our chances. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the time. Thanks for the call, Duck Sauce. No, I I agree. The, the tweener thing is tough because you have opportunities to, I guess, find a role and stick to it. But if you're good at this and you're not as good at that, it does make it tough. I, I, I do feel that the more reps these guys get, it'll start to reveal itself. And ultimately, if it doesn't reveal itself, it's going to be a tough time. Now, the same thing, the same thing goes to Eric Pascal, who's he's still around, he's still in the league, but he never really was able to figure out uh, a role for himself. So, uh, again, with these guys being out, and we know Wiggins is coming back again, and and obviously you're going to get Steph back. So, I, I do think that the opportunities they're getting now, you have to just take advantage of it because in, in this league and in life, really, you you can't take anything for granted. You just got to you just got to. Take your opportunities and make the most with it. Austin and San Jose next up here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Austin? Hey, J.D., what's going on? Hey, Alan, how you doing, man? Listen, enjoying the show. Uh, a couple things. Alan, real quick, man, uh, Caruso, uh, I watched him a lot. He was in the Lakers, and, uh, dude, I would I would, I would trade DiVincenzo uh, in a second to get Caruso. Well, would you, but the, the text was DiVincenzo and Moody. Would you do both? Oh, okay, okay. Well, well, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, that's that's maybe a little different. Yeah, I, I'm saying Moody. Moody is Moody. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, I like Moses better, but I think is a little bit too in love with him. He's he's not special. He's just a role player. I don't think he's the kind of guy you worry about if you you can replace him. Um, I think Kaminga is really the only one of the young guys that I really get too concerned about in the short term. I think Weissman's way too far off. I think he's a couple years away still. Moody's just a piece. So yeah, I would think. Listen, man, Caruso can play, man. He he can do all phases. He can dribble. He can guard. The Lakers made a big mistake getting rid of that dude. I'm telling you right now. So I would, yeah, I would. He's a much better player than, than Dante DiVincenzo. That's just my opinion. That. Then last thing I got for you guys is and a question for you, JD. Let's say they five games up, uh, and uh, 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 out of five hundred. Let's say they five games up at okay. some point around around the turn or going into the second half of the season. Do you think this team? even if five or six games up, is good enough outside of the four or five core guys, do you think this team constructed is good enough to make a push deeply into the playoffs? My answer, I'm, I'm going to let you listen to you. My answer is no. I think they still need to do something in the trade deadline. That's my, that's, that's for me, guys. Right? Thanks. Yeah, appreciate the call, Austin. If, if they get to five games over 500, a little bit past the midway part of the season, I, I would be inclined to say yes at that point because they would have shown a hot enough stretch to where they could go from four or five under to four or five over like that means you're basically playing 10 over Mm -hmm. and their best stretch of basketball to this point has been 10 and four right so it's not even like that's six over right so so you know it's, it's funny like you get to you get to three or four under 
and all of a sudden you go ten and four, well you're only like three over at that at that point. So it doesn't really yeah, you've been playing much better. Like it took that from where they were at three and seven, they were ten. Then they went ten and four. They got to thirteen and eleven, uh, but not to get lost in the weeds on all the numbers and all that. But but I think at that point, I'd be I, I would be inclined to say yes, uh-huh. they they can because they would show a, a high level of play that we haven't seen yet, and, and that's sort of what you know my thing has been with this team is if they're going to make a deep run, we're going to know it. Like it's not going to be like it's not just going to be. Oh, three and seven, and then ten and four, and then two and seven, and then three and oh. Like it's been to this point to add up to eighteen and eighteen. That's literally how they've gotten. And then it just kinda oh, they play a little better, and then and then there's an adjustment period when guys come back and they don't play better. And then Steph comes back and they get it all locked in and they do play better. And then maybe somebody else goes down and they don't play better and it all adds up to forty three and thirty nine or forty two and forty or something like that when it's all said and done. Yeah. And there was never really that stretch where you're like, Okay, this team's got action. I'm not inclined to say that they're good. That they can that they can win it at that point in time. So yeah. to me, there's a level that we haven't seen yet that we're going to have to see, which is attainable. I think if if they're healthy, but to me, it's not going to be a question. Like if we're if we're if they play the next 36 games the way that they've played the last 36 games, I'm going to be I'm going to say no. I don't think they I, they do have enough. But if they do play better, I I'll, I'll, I'm kind of with the previous caller that said one more there's one more little veteran piece i'm not sure how you acquire it um i look at the caruso thing not to to ramble about that but i did look up his contract he's got two more years left on his deal you know that's i'd be inclined to to maybe make that move because i don't think divincenzo is a long time that's player here like i think divincenzo if he keeps playing as well as he's played he's gone Mm -hmm. like he's gonna he's gonna go get a Higher money contract. Like he's not here to be a high money player this year. Yeah. But he's a young player that hasn't really gotten paid at a great extent. Like he's not some vet that's made a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. in his career and he's you know good with making the mid level. No, DiVincenzo wants to go out and get a he hasn't got 50, his big bag 60 yet. million dollar right, contract. Right. He has not gotten his big bag. And, you know, yet. and then maybe another thirty million dollar contract after that at some point, and then he becomes somebody that can start taking minimums and mid levels and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So uh I think that worked out for the Warriors this year given some of the injuries and, and issues that, that that he's had. So I'd be inclined to if you could do that Caruso deal, I'd be inclined to to go do that Caruso deal, to well, be honest. And I, I'm kind of with Austin on Moody. It's because we've talked about it. You don't want to trade you don't want to trade somebody that you think has a high end ceiling for a role player. But right. if you have if, if you if you're trading a young player that you think is a role player for a role player, eh, like that that's actually kind of a and I don't know that the Bulls would do that, but that's the kind of trade that I'd I'd consider if they'd be willing to do it. Well, I know the reports are out about Zach Levine not being happy with the he Bulls. He makes a lot of money, though. Well, no, I'm not saying for the Warriors to get him. I'm saying the, the Bulls might be a step away from... We talk about tweeners. They might be a tweener team, right? And we don't really know what we're doing. You you know, you, you got DeRozan. You got Zach Levine. But we're not really going anywhere in the East. The Bulls might want to just scrap it and say, we don't want to just sit here and lose in the first round every year. Let's move off of these guys. Which, in that case, Caruso would be available... And and the Warriors might have to think about doing that deal based on, you know, how Austin so eloquently laid out and, and we're learning about the, the contract details as well. Ultimately, that's a, that's a move. And, and going back to what the whole five, over 500 situation, five games over 500, basically, if they do that, 
that then we'll know, okay, they have an opportunity to make a run. You're going to have to make a run at some point. If what you said, JD, if they play like this the next 36 games, they might be in the all, they're just in the play in any way. Sure. So, well, what are we yeah. talking about, and, right? And at that point, I'm not going to say two play in games and then four series as an underdog. There, there's a and, limit and again, to everything. You can win. I'm not saying you can't win the play-in tournament mm-hmm. to get in and win a playoff series, win two playoff series, but we're talking about winning four. Like, I think there's a... On the road, all there's a There's a depth that I think you have to have to make it through that that tournament. I mean, I go back to you, and look, you could say, hey, the Warriors are, are an all-time great franchise with this core, and, and you're not wrong by saying it. I, I get that argument, but I look at the, the, the lowest seed to win it, the Rockets, right. as a sixth seed, no playing tournament back then, but in 95. The one thing that people forget, because it was a long time ago, but that season, the Rockets were the defending champions. Okay, so they were, I think, a two seed in 94, one or a two seed in 94, mm-hmm. won a lot of games, won the title, beat the Knicks in seven, won the NBA championship. They come back the next year, they have injuries, championship hangover, all that sort of thing with this, basically the same team. They, like Vernon Maxwell went nuts and like went into the stands and like got suspended for fighting somebody in Portland and it was all, it was kind of all bad. And what they did was they made a trade in in the middle of the they traded for Clyde freaking Drexler and then they traded for a Hall of Famer right in in the middle of that season who obviously had ties to Houston and went to college there played with Akeem, all that stuff but if that they went and got like they they went and basically got a dude. At that, you know, it, it, still in his prime, getting a little bit older that that hadn't won a ring yet and, and wanted to help him get over the top. Like, they went and got a dude. And from the sixth seed, they were the sixth seed because of the team they were at the beginning without of the Clyde Drexler. Right, right. Once they got him and Kenny Smith, they got everybody on the same page. Robert Ory was on that team, a young Robert Ory. They... They started then. Then it was like, all right, they ran the table and they beat both one seeds, and then the two. They they beat the three, the two, and the one in so, the West, and beat the one in the East with was Young, Shaq, and Penny. But what I'm saying is, they did something dramatic, right? Like it kind of be like the Warriors going and getting Durant in the middle of the year, right? It's not. It's not a, your typical. Who is the last team that was just? Who they were as a six seed, no changes, no big changes made that won the whole thing. That, that basically they were disguised as a six. Like seed. they went and got a superstar, right? They, and the, in the middle of the year, on the Xfinity Mobile text line, the seven hundred seven is saying for all these people wanting trades, how many teams have won NBA titles via midseason trade? Well, there's one. There's one, and the other one is when Rasheed Wallace th- went to uh, Detroit, right? And he helped them win that. Yeah, like that. Those are the two that come to mind. I might be missing a couple. And those are two big deals, right? So t- I guess to the seven hundred seven's point. I guess I guess I would say, well, what is depending on what the deal is would dictate whether I would do it or not. Because if you're saying it's Moody and DiVincenzo for Caruso, sure, that that's fine. You you could do that deal. I don't think anybody is talking about giving up Kaminga for Caruso or anything like that. So no. as long as it's you don't really think it's going to affect. The longevity of this team, like you said, but and you like we Cru- talked like, about, you have Caruso for two more years, at, right? And, and DiVincenzo was going to price himself and, and out. And DiVincenzo's gone, and you got to defend. And, and I think he's a complimentary. I mean, he's kind of he could be kind of a defensively kind of a Gary Payton, mm-hmm. like, and and he can make some shots. He's an energy guy. Like to me, he plays well with Poole. He plays well with Steph. Plays well with with maybe not Clay because he's not really a ball handler necessarily, but but he plays fine with Poole and with Steph. 
and he and he he could play. He could be in your finishing lineup. You could play him. You could play him with Steph, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond and mm-hmm. Caruso. That could be your finishing five that can you know do a little bit of everything. So I, I, again, I know we're speaking hypotheticals, hypotheticals, but it's it's. That's one I kind of like if that player was available. I don't. I don't know that he necessarily. And, and I don't think. And I th- and I believe the caller is here on the Xfinity Mobile text line. I included Moody in the trade because Chicago needs to have incentive as well. No, I agree. And I. I don't. I think you don't have a choice. You got to give him somebody. Just giving him Divincenzo. Everybody knows he's on that deal that he's going to want more money. So you have to give them something. Hey, this is a young guy who who has a, a bit of a ceiling. He can do some things, and you can mold him to whatever you want him to be. If that's enough for the Bulls, that's that's the question as well. Let's get a couple of callers in. We got Randy Cross that's going to join us at, at three thirty. Uh, Polo in Redwood City joins the conversation here on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Polo. Hey, how y'all guys doing, man? Good. Hey, look. Hey, I want to see this dude James Wiseman get this run. Whenever they, whenever they sit their uh, starters, Clay Thompson, Wiggins, and and Looney needs to get that rest too. He needs to be in that lineup with Draymond Green running. Running in the fast break and see what we can get out of Looney. Why these? Why the starters are resting? Because only way he gonna get good if he's playing. If he's not playing, he's not learning. I'm sorry. I need Wiseman in the game producing. Appreciate the call. The the flip side of that is he hasn't produced when at a level that warrants him playing that much. And you know, flat out, I don't want to speak for Steve Kerr, who's going to join us here in about 90 minutes, but. I think the belief is that if Wiseman was playing that much, the Warriors would have very little chance to win most games, mm. especially without Steph. And and the other, look, right on the table is Wiseman doesn't play well with Steph and doesn't play well with Steph and Draymond. And that is a problem. Like, if you can't do that, then then you can't be on the floor significant minutes. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I've said that I think it goes both ways. I think that the the core has never had to play with somebody like Wiseman. But at the end of the day, it's a bunch of Hall of Famers. And it's and it's a young kid who we believe to have a ceiling. I just don't think the... And we talked about... We went down the Lamelo track yesterday. And we're not going back down that track. But just in terms of did this all make sense? Was Wiseman necessarily set up for success? I'm not really sure, but at the same time, I think that they believed or they hoped they were getting somebody closer to uh, a polished player than what they actually got. Well, and, and it goes back to, you know, as far as it's not time to panic. Like the other the other previous call, it's not time to panic, but this team needs to win. Like mm-hmm. this team is not, oh, guys aren't playing. Like last night's a perfect example. Guys aren't playing, so just run everybody out there and mm-hmm. wins and lot the Wins and losses don't matter. No, they got to win every freaking game they right. possibly can. Right? You're not now, good I know enough. most people You're disagree with that. that. And look, it's not catastrophic if they do take an L here and there. Like they're going to take an L. They're probably going to lose a couple of games on this homestand. Still, probably two. I would say probably two. Maybe not. No, we'll see. Only one. We'll see. But at, at this point. They gotta win. Like the goal. Like yes, you're trying to play these guys. You want to see more of them, but you gotta you gotta be able to win as much as you can. Let's get Vince in San Jose here on ninety five seven. The game with JD and Allen here in for Damon and Rada. What's going on today, Vince? How are you? Hey, JD. Hey, Allen. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. What's on your mind? Um. So I absolutely agree with what you're saying. The Warriors need to focus on winning right now. I'm a true believer in. 
you play like you practice. And, you know, I was listening to a couple of guys yesterday, um, and they were of the belief uh, that, you know, the Warriors can kind of just roll into the playoffs either as a play-in team or, you know, I think the Warriors are set in to be a fourth or third seed team. And they can, they can, they can still play competitive and they could still get themselves into a respectable place, especially with everything that's going on with the Western Conference right now. Look at what's going on with the Suns. My other question, fellas, is Clay Thompson sitting back-to-back nights. I'm extremely frustrated that Clay cannot play at a more, at a higher, I'm happy with his level of play, but... I wonder, you guys got Kerr coming up pretty soon. You know, the Warriors need to win every single game they can, and they need help from Clay. What do you guys think about that? They do need help from Clay, but he played 38 minutes in the first set. Like, I, I said this to Steiny when I came in here. We were kind of BSing during one of the breaks with him and Evan. Like, if there's a player in the history of the NBA mm-hmm. that you would think, hey, he's never going to play a back to back the rest of his career based on the injuries he's had. It'd be Clay Thompson. Like it's a no-brainer. Like I, I get that you want to have him out there, and and look, I got a couple of questions jotted down for Coach Kerr about about Clay, and we're up against it. But like, it's just part of the deal that he's not going to play back-to-backs in all likelihood. At least for now. At least for now. And it sounds like there has been a, a shift on that uh, at some point. All right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll keep the Warriors conversation going, but we'll break off of it for just a bit as Randy Cross, the 49ers legend, joins us. We'll talk some Niners as they take on the Raiders, and we are sponsored by the Golden State Warriors. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back 
to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. All right, moving along here on a Thursday afternoon. John Dickinson and Alan Stiles were in for Damon and Ratto on this Thursday. It's a pleasure to be joined by 49ers legend, three-time Super Bowl champion, uh, Randy Cross, joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Randy, thanks for taking some time out. Uh, we appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Doing really well. I know there's a lot of Big 8 fans out there, or Big 12 fans out there. They just can't wait to see that Stidham-Purdy rematch. <laughs> that's a good that's a good call and you know one of the big one of the big questions coming into this week is you know how do the 49ers kind of keep their edge I mean Purdy's played obviously at an extremely high level for for San Francisco you've got the the Raiders you know going a different direction basically firing Derek Carr with with two games to go as their quarterback who's, who's been there for nearly a decade but uh how, how do the Niners keep their edge in these last couple of weeks here where the division sewed up but they can move up to two but two doesn't get you a bye anymore like it like it used to but uh, an extra home game can be beneficial as well Randy how, how do the Niners keep their edge these last couple of weeks you know you got to play to your standard I think that's the most important thing you know, it's not like it's changed because the goals are still the same goals. And you got to change, your play has got to be at that same standard. Now, if you have a chance with some of your starters later in the game to get them out and get some other guys in, that's great. But, you know, I, I, I think it's is the, the playoffs in the NFL are littered with teams that have gone into the playoffs coast and gotten smacked. Um, when they got in the playoffs, so you just you, you play the every you play every game, no matter whether it matters to you or not. But you got to play it at the same level. I think they're fine with that. That's 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 what they're doing. That's what they've done for the last eight weeks. I mean, they're the one team in the NFL nobody wants a piece of, and I think the reason nobody wants a piece of them is they they game in game out. They play the same intensity, everything else. So. Yeah, you wouldn't want to see a sudden, you know, relaxation because that's never a good sign out of a football team. You know, Randy, I'm curious your thoughts on, of course, this whole Brock Purdy situation because I think a lot of people have been saying, well, this isn't a QB-dependent offense and it's not like he's being asked to be Mahomes or, or Josh Allen, anything like that. I think it's getting close. It's getting close to where I, I'm. it's starting to sound like people might be maybe not giving Purdy enough credit, at least maybe nationally, not not so much in the in the Bay Area. Can you speak to what you've seen from Brock Purdy and just, I mean, literally how tough it is. I don't care how QB dependent or independent an offense is to step into something as the third stringer and to not see a drop-off, what that means for Brock Purdy and what it does for this Niners team. I, I think the number one thing for not only for Brock Purdy, but for all Niner fans is, Take a chill pill and enjoy what you're seeing. Don't, you know, it, it's, it, it wasn't, it, it's never been quite good enough. Jimmy G goes to the Super Bowl, goes to the NFC Championship game, can't wait to have Trey Lance in there. Trey Lance gets in there. Oh, well, well, yeah, oh, he got hurt. And then Garoppolo gets back in there and, oh, yeah, well, he, he's missing wide open guys and he's just not a long ball guy. Um, Enjoy what Brock Purdy does and don't worry about what he doesn't do well. The kid, what he doesn't know would fill the Smithsonian Institute, but he's 
having so much fun. You can tell just by watching them. And Kyle Shanahan and that coaching staff are getting doing a really good job getting him ready to play games. So, you know, that, that, that's the one thing I, I plan on doing for the next X number of weeks is just enjoying what I'm seeing. And uh, I'm watching a great defense. And what's the downside? You're going to run the ball and you're going to play great defense and your quarterback's going to be able to hit wide open receivers or, you know, make some pretty spectacular throws on the run. I, I don't know. It's, it's way too early to start, you know, changing the entire direction of a franchise because a quarterback's won, you know, a handful of games in a row. But man, you just gotta, you just gotta enjoy it and know you've got three guys that can take you to a Super Bowl. And, you know, there's a pretty short list of teams out there in the NFL that can say the same thing. Randy Cross joining us here on 95.7 The Game. And, you know, it, it's interesting because you know, coming into this season, one of the, the big questions, obviously it was it was going to be Trey, and then Jimmy wound up being the backup, and then, you know, Purdy is in there somewhere. I mean, he won the backup job, at least according to Kyle Shanahan, before the you know, everything came together and, and Jimmy didn't have a spot and they, they restructured everything. But, you know, one of the, uh, the next biggest question, I think, on the 49ers roster was offensive line play other than Trent Williams, who's going to the Hall of Fame and, and, and we all know how great he is at, at, at left tackle. What have you seen as far as just the, the Niners' offensive line, in particular on the, on the interior, uh, to where they've been able to hold up and and be successful at the level that they have been to to allow everything else to function as the season has gone on. Yeah, I, I've I've loved watching what they've done. I, I've been impressed by Banks. I think he's he's got a he watches a little bit of uh, seventy one, and he's got a little bit of that dog in him too. And then the guy that's been uh, to me kind of fun to watch, and it's always fun to watch the you know. Williams, he's he's amazing, but McGlinchey has played pretty damn well, and you almost look for everybody but the left tackle to to make mistakes, and they're just not making that many mistakes. And you're making you're 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 getting that running game going, and they're covering people up, and you know it's not all just going to your left. In fact, that run last week was spectacularly blocked what was it, 60-something yards? And, I mean, you just don't see plays like that very often. Yeah, I mean, and and granted, you're going to come up against some pretty tough defenses, and sure, but I think they are, they're good enough to go as as far as that you want your team to go. The big thing's going to be just healthy. If those guys, especially the guys up there on that offensive line, if they can stay healthy, the D-line stays healthy, this is going to be a, a team you don't want any part of in the playoffs. You know, Randy, it, Nick Bosa, to me, should be Defensive Player of the Year, and I don't think that's a unique take. I think a lot of people feel that way. If you were still playing today, how would you try to stop Bosa? <laughs> <laughs> if that's possible. Uh, Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Uh, the way that he plays, and I hope people kind of appreciate what they're seeing because I played with a guy that I think was the best pure pass rusher ever in Fred Dean. He had a, he had the techniques. He was just unbelievable. Um, the effort with which what, – what sets Bosa apart 
is he can go so hard for every damn play. And that's what wears an offensive lineman out. That's what there are offensive tackles in this league that, yeah, a good amount of the time, they can block those. The problem is he's going as hard on the first play as he is on the 60th play. And, you know, it's that that wears a, that wears an offense out, that wears an offensive line out, that wears a quarterback out. And you've seen it in some of these last few games. Those quarterbacks are starting to and they may not say they never do and they don't look down the, they don't look at their pass rush by butt. If Bosa's coming at you from whatever side he's on, you're really aware of where he is because they're just not stopping them. They're slowing them down on occasion, but they're not stopping them. Well, and then the Niners get a lead in a game, and it's just you know the, the turnover factory comes right. Like he he starts heating guys up, and they start throwing it quick, and the the strip sacks come, and it and and that's where the Niners have turned some some relatively close games into into blowouts. I, I want to go back to to Purdy for just a second, Randy, uh, and and just get your your thoughts on what what surprised you most his ability to hit the plays that are schemed up because I think that was the bane of, of at least from the fans, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's existence. He was good, but there'd be three or four plays a game that, that Kyle would scheme up that, that should be explosive plays or touchdowns and he'd miss some of them and everybody would pull their hair out. Is it Purdy's ability to hit those plays like the, the Kittle touchdowns from this last week, or is it the escapability, the off schedule stuff, the ability to, Oh boy, there's a rush. Let's, let's play a little backyard football and, and still, make quality throws you know i think there's a lot of people out there or maybe not in the bay area because I, I don't imagine there's a there's exactly um, a multitude of iowa state uh, booster groups in the bay area <laughs> but this this kid was pretty damn good in college and you know problem is when you're, you're at a smaller school and you're not in the sec and you're not in the big 10 and you're not in Oklahoma, or you're not at Texas, or you're not, you know, you don't get noticed as much. But he did a lot of the same stuff when he was in college. And that's, if anybody's going to, if you're surprised about anything with Brock Purdy, I think it's the fact that he has taken his game and he's transposed it into the NFL. And most guys can't do that. The stuff you get away with in college, you don't get away with in the NFL. And, you know, I think he's smart enough to know that. He's smart enough to adapt. But he's also doing the stuff that he's always done well. He's incredible on the move. And, you know, if you make a mistake, he's going to see it. And that's all you can ask, you know, out of a quarterback. I'm really interested to see what happens when this regular season is over and the playoff starts coming around. And, you know, teams are starting to say, oh, what are we going to I mean, it's playoffs. Is this kid going to be different? Is he going to tighten up? You know, are we just going to go after him? Are we going to treat him different? We're going to, you know, we're going to we're going to go after him and and make him beat us. And that's what he did in college. He he beat teams. Iowa State obviously didn't win you know eleven twelve games every year, but they won a lot of big games. And that's the kind of style of play that he always had. Randy, you know what it takes to win Super Bowls, you know, and when we talk about this defense, the Niners defense and this word that gets thrown around historic, 
Do you think this this Raider, this Niners defense could not definitely not the Raiders defense? Do you think this Niners defense could be historic? And is it just as simple as to be considered historic? You have to win a Super Bowl and go down in history. Yeah, I mean that's. I don't want to. I'm not trying to cheapen anybody's efforts or anything, but you know, what was the best Chicago Bears defense they ever had? Was it? 84 or 86 or maybe 85 when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you know, same with the Giants, with LT. Um, and, and you start thinking about the great teams, you win championships. It's not, oh, well, that defense was the best I've ever seen. But if they only had an offense, they could have been okay. Well, you know what? Most of the defenses of the best you've ever seen didn't need a damn offense. Look at the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. You know, look at Tampa. Look at, I mean, go down that list. So, yeah, I, I this is as good a defense as I think San Francisco's ever had. And it's got a chance to be the best. And to me, I mean, I, I, I made a comment on Twitter about a week or so ago. Somebody was saying, well, is it the, is it the 94 defense or the 12 or... Is it this one? <laughs> or And I was like, well, you might want to look back at 84, at that roster, the 84 defense with Deep Marino. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're on, you're on the right track. If, if you win a Super Bowl, that's the best way to qualify yourself. Because if you don't win a championship, you don't qualify as the greatest in anything. Yeah, and that that '84 team, obviously, what fifteen and one you, you guys were in, in '84, and then and then beat Marino in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I got to ask you about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he eight starts, they're eight no. I mean, just how much and in what ways has he changed everything for the 49ers offense? Because now it it really does seem like they've got they had weapons everywhere, but he seemingly has helped unlock all of the weapons by being maybe the number one weapon. Yeah, it's kind of a and it wasn't cheap. It wasn't, you know, they didn't exactly give them away. But even even though they, they made, he makes that offense so much better. It's it's pretty crazy. It's kind of like NFL grand larceny. The fact that you can get him away from, from Carolina. Um, but, you know, you, you, you dream about being able to make those kind of trades. You dream about being able to do those things. If you look at some of the great Niner teams, and the, the five that did win championships, that's a pretty consistent theme on all those teams is getting guys from other teams and adding them, you know, whether it was the guys who got from San Diego or whoever. Um, that's that's pretty consistent. And for, for Lynch to pull that off, uh, there, you can't say enough good things about being able to do that because McCaffrey's, He's fun. He's just every time he runs with the ball, he's going to run. He's going to go to the end zone. It's crazy the way this kid plays. He is an offensive version of Bosa in that he is going completely hundred percent every time he's the ball snapped. Randy, great stuff. We we really appreciate the the time, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon, man. Tremendous insight on on everything. We really appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. All right. Randy Cross joining us here on, on 95.7 The Game. Good good conversation with yeah. a, a Niner legend, three-time champion, going back to the, the Joe Montana days here, but still obviously in tune with what's going on. Longtime analyst as well. Uh, I mean, just the, the Niners, he said it himself, the McCaffrey, the 
the Bosa of the offense. I mean, just somebody who just pedaled to the metal every single play. And you just can't take you can't take a break, JD, and go into the the Raiders and headed off to Vegas. The Raiders, man, I'm curious, JD, we got to talk about over under how many business decisions are going to be made by Raiders players on Sunday that just don't want to deal with it. What what are we actually doing here, man? It is a key question coming into this one, honestly. I mean, with all the noise and everything going on with the Raiders, Mm -hmm. relating it back to the Niners is how do they stay, you know, how do they stay locked in? Yeah. And it really is the question, I think, for the last two weeks because Arizona's in, I think, even greater shambles than the Raiders are for as much as we've kind of talked about the Raiders situation a little bit these these last couple of days. And, and then the stadium's supposed to be, you know, what, 60-40, Niners, and, and we'll see. It's still a tough ticket to get, by the way. Uh, I was surprised. I thought the prices would I thought go they down were a little drop, bit, man. but it, we're still talking in the six to seven hundred dollar range for tickets to that that bad boy. Talk about grand larceny! Come on, Vegas, grow up. That's that's pretty crazy yeah. when, when you think about it. But yeah, it, it comes down to you know, are the Raiders going to have a fight? I'm not saying the Raiders can't win the game or show fight, or maybe there's a, a letdown for the for the 49ers, You know, just based on the fact that that it's locked up, it's on the road. You know, two versus three is not. It's not a tangible goal because they don't fully control it at, at that point in their own destiny. Now, maybe if, if Minnesota ends up losing to Green Bay, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of action there. I think both those games are late games, though, so you're not going to necessarily know. So you got to go out and, and, and play hard and, and let the chips fall where they may. I think this is a good test for what Kyle Shanahan has said with respect to you don't you don't stop playing football. So we'll see if he, and, and maybe that's why Debo's back on the practice field and might play this week. Right. Uh, you know, McCaffrey, even though limited yesterday, could could you know still get some carries. I'm interested to see how the Niners navigate, as we talked about with Randy, keeping their edge while also protecting their players here to where you don't lose somebody critical for a playoff run. Over under 15 carries for Christian McCaffrey. I would think under... But it should be under. But we'll see. Again, technically, the Niners are still playing for something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about a couple days ago the, the adversity component for Brock Purdy. If you're going to see some adversity, I think this is probably the, the week you'd want to see it, to be honest. Like, right. you know, maybe the Raiders do get on a heater and get up 10 nothing or 14 nothing. Maybe Jared Stenham is that guy. Maybe. We'll see. Probably not. We'll see. And and by the way, I mean, talk about, oh, we want to evaluate Jared Stidham and the Raiders have the the Niners and the Chiefs. You I got mean, a little what, Raider. Let's get it off your chest. No, I don't, get I don't, it off your chest. Don't, Whatever it is. Get I, it, I feel like it's just percolating there beneath just, the surface. No, I mean, uh, all I'll say is this. I just... It's a it's a brutal situation. People have had some ridiculous takes about this. I saw one. I had to quote tweet it. Uh, I, I saw one that said... Matt Ryan went through what he went through with the Colts and he's still there for his guys and Derek Carr can't even sit with his guys for two weeks. Do do people read? Yeah, it's not on Derek Carr. No, do people read? or It's everybody else that you're worried about. Exactly. I mean, look, Derek Carr, say what you want about Derek Carr. I, I think he's just He's 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 above average. He's just not him. He's are they, just are, not. they do, are they doing him wrong though? Even if he's not him, are they kind of doing him wrong? Is it disrespectful? At this point, I mean, I guess financially, you know, you could kind of liken it, JD, taking it back to the Niners. It's a different situation, but how people felt that the Niners did Jimmy wrong at at in sure. this summer, yeah, fair enough. right? I, I would say yeah, that. Let him go. Let him go. Let, let him find his right. job. You held on to him. You tried to get something for him in the Derek Carr situation. Hey, we don't want him to get injured or anything like that because then. We're going to be on the hook for this money. 
as long as they're working with him behind the scenes to make sure he gets to Indianapolis as quickly as possible, because that's where he's probably going. I hope he, I, I don't know. Everybody's calling Indianapolis like the Arizona, you know, the retirement home for QB. So I don't know that I want him to go to Indianapolis. I, I wish nothing but the best for Derek Carr. I, I did think he, you know, said some things that rub people the wrong way. He could be corny at times, but I do think he had the best intentions. And I think he did bleed silver and black, but ultimately it was just time for the two sides to move on. But anybody trying to compare Derek Carr to Jimmy G or Matt Ryan or any of these other situations, just stop it. You want you want to get clicks. You want to get your whatever's up. What? Uh, just stop it. You shouldn't even believe what you're saying because Derek Carr, he did give everything that he had for that organization for nearly 10 years. So miss me with that. That's, that's all I had. And thank you JD for letting me get. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he has been a polarizing figure in 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 the NFL. He frankly. was a, he was a Jimmy G for the Raiders, right? Uh, half the half the fan base thought he was trash. The other fan base thought he was Jesus, and in the end, he was neither. And it's time. I mean, I, I think it makes sense. Like I know it was debated a few different times. Is, is it time or is it not time? I mean, I think it's it's pretty clearly time with this. New, I think Charles Woodson probably said it the best. You always have to impress the the new regime. Mm-hmm. And you know, it took a little while for him to get used to the prior regime with their with uh, with Gruden, right? right? It was like he didn't play great initially, and then he progressively got better. I think as the as the year as the years went on, but yeah. now it's now it's a new story again. And, and if anything, you know, Derek has kind of shown he needs a couple years with each system. He's had a bunch of different systems, right? To, right to get it I, I to get the, it together. And, and you know, I saw this thing. I think I'm the king of two things can be true, JD. You know this. I think that. Derek Carr could have played better in certain spots. He also never had a defense that was better than number twenty. He right. never, had, he never yeah, even had no. a top twenty defense. And he right? had, and again, he is unique in the sense that there were years where statistically he was really good, mm-hmm. and there were also years where statistically he was pretty mediocre. And right. it just kind of, just kind of depended on the year. It was just, I mean, he is he lived, I, I think, with the Raiders a very unique quarterback existence you know not not much success never won a playoff game or anything like that got him to the playoffs a couple of times very very interesting career i'd say and that's kind of ran times you thought he was done and then they brought him back and in a different at this point you know it would have been nice for him to just finish out the career i I heard or finish out his time with the raiders i also heard that josh jacobs spoke out and said yeah we were in a team meeting and he wasn't there so we figured something was up so the way they handled it internally didn't seem to be great yikes you know they didn't even know what was happening look I'm saying I'm saying all nice things about Derek Carr, JD, because I don't know if you know this, but Derek Carr's brothers, they will find you on on Twitter. They came after <laughs> Damian Lillard, and Damian Lillard didn't even say anything oh, wow. bad. So I don't want any any Carr brothers in my mention. So Derek Carr, thank you for your service. Quick uh, quick text from the the six five zero from from earlier, JD. Uh, what's the word on your flight to Vegas? Uh, Going to be in Vegas for, for right. New Year's Eve and covering the game on on Sunday. Uh, you going to make it there on time? I did get. I did get an, an an email update prior to the show uh, from from Southwest. Yeah, I'm going Southwest. Uh, we all know about the troubles How, that, they, that they've had. Well, that they, they said, uh, and I'll, I'll try to get to the the crux of it here. We expect there's a quote here. We want to provide you with an update regarding your trip. Quote: We expect to resume a full schedule of flights with minimal disruptions on your day of travel. And then they say, you know, ch- keep checking and everything, whatever. But I, I feel like that's that's a good sign. That is right? that's a nice That's a positive sign. It's as positive as they're going to get. Here, here's it's what a I positive need, spin. Here's what I need to know. Mm-hmm. Here's what I need to know. I, and I mean this. I'll make you a deal right now. Okay. Like straight up. If if you're going to cancel it, mm-hmm. let me know in time to where I can drive. Right. 
Because I'll drive. Mm-hmm. But but it can't be, I go to the airport and I'm hoping to fly at 5.30 Saturday and it's like, uh, we don't know. It's going to be 7, 8, 9. Oh, sorry, canceled. Right. At 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve. Like, you can't, don't do that. Like, if it's going to get canceled, I want to know Saturday morning. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to do Warriors this week, and it's going to be over at 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. and we're going to get in the car, and we're going to drive to Vegas. Yeah. And get there by New Year's, and enjoy New Year's, and cover the game on Sunday, and drive back in time to be here at 2 o'clock with, with Larry Kruger, and do the show from 2 to 6. There you go. The but hardest... let me know in time, South. That's the only thing I ask, I don't know that even they're if going you got to cancel. Though. I don't know if they're going to. All right. Two hours down, two hours to come. <laughs> little mini rant there. Just do me right. Not like the Raiders and Derek Carr. All right, we'll be back. We're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.